Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 21 of Attack in the Championship. My name's Tom Butterfield. I'm your host. And let me welcome, as always, our resident guest. He's our certified data analyst. He's our scout and FA licensed coach and intermediary, David Bromley. How are you, mate? I'm very well, Tom. Thanks very much. Yeah, you? Yeah, pretty good. Thank you. Pretty good. We're snowed in at the moment. Not not completely snowed in, but lots of snow up north of the wall at the moment. How's things down where you are? I heard about that snow, yeah. Well, we've, we've been lucky, depending on your point of view. Uh-huh. We've missed it so far, um, but it's been bitterly cold. Yeah, Prob- Probably not bitterly cold the way you experience it, but it's been... <laughs> It's been minus, you know, three or four degrees. So it's been... Yeah, uh, it's cold enough, isn't it, to be fair? It's cold enough, yeah. So We've I think lucky. we might just to get away without the snow, but you never know, do you? No, it's, it's, it's been coming from north down to south, so I think it's probably run out by the time it gets to you. But um, yeah, we've been lucky that it's not been particularly windy. It's the wind that just cuts you in half up here. It really is. Once that wind comes in, it just completely floors you. So that's that's been pretty good. But yeah. I do love... I do love the snow. It's good fun. Uh, yeah, I know you before. do. You said that before. Nobody likes the wind, do they? No. There's nothing. There's no redeeming feature in the wind. No, I don't exactly. Think. You know, but there's... the snow. Snow was coming down last night. I was walking back from work, and it was just coming down, just drifting down. You know, no howling winds or anything. It was yeah, it was pretty cool. I like. Yeah, nice atmospheric. Exactly. But mm. um, enough of the weather report. Well, yeah. <laughs> what have you got for us today, then, mate? Well, what we're going to do today you'll know if you've listened to a few previous episodes we we monitor the each game day as it goes by and we look at the team performances particularly the attacking performances and the output and we dig into that and we create this game changer score for all the teams to measure the effectiveness of their attacking output and we do the same thing for the squad player all the players in the squads so Every team has a game changer score. Every player has a game changer score. And, you know, we can get a feel for, at least as far as the numbers are concerned, how much of a contribution each team and each player is making. And what I thought we'd do is we we store away little snapshots after every game day. So, you know, from sort of match day six onwards, where there was some data worth collecting, We've sort of produced these sort of graphs that describe the playing style of the team and then the attacking output of the team. We dig down and we sort of look into more than just the headline um, metrics, you know, like goals and things like that. But we try and get a feel for how effectively the, the overall attacking um, performance of the team is. And I've always thought, well, it would be interesting just to go back and pick on a, a, a match day and say, let's have a look at, where each each of the teams were at that time and compare them with where they are now. So what I thought we'd do is we've played 27 games now. We're sort of over halfway. Um, And I've gone back to after 12 games and dug out the sort of corresponding performances from all the teams in the division and compared them all. And I've picked out four teams whose league position is the most different after 27 games from what it was after 12. Nice. Thinking, well, that that hopefully should be some interesting um, fodder for, you know, looking and seeing, well, what's changed? And one of those teams has made a positive change, or at least the, as far as the position in the league's concerned. 
mm-hmm. have gone up the league quite considerably. And the other three, unfortunately for them, gone down the league quite considerably. Right, gotcha. um, so I thought what we'd do is we'd sort of work our th- way through the, te- the four teams mm-hmm. and we'd look at, you know, where they are now compared to where they were, what their playing style is now and see if they're sort of interesting comparisons. And then every for everything that they do, whether it's goals scored, shots on target, expected goals, even below that, you know, the metrics that that go to make up some of those things, um, you know, the passes that lead to a goal and lead to mm-hmm. a shot, um, all that sort of thing. We've, we've got their league position for everything. So we can right. see, you know, how effective have they been, not only at um, the obvious things, but perhaps some of the supporting things. Um, so there we are. That's what I thought we'd... Um, do that sounds good that sounds good I, I like the thought of going into the the stats behind the stats because i think they're the things that help create our attacking funnel don't they things yeah. that help give you that that base of which uh, goals tend to come from so that would be good that'd be interesting i thought what we'd do first of all tom is have a look at coventry sounds good and coventry have gone from after game match day 12 they were 17th in the league Mm. and their expectation this is another thing that we've you know again if you've been sort of listening to previous episodes you'll know we've talked about um we're trying to measure and comment on the performances of the team and the players against the expectation at the beginning of the year Mm. so you know so we don't say the obvious so like obviously the team in third will have presumably made a better um, attacking contribution than the team in 23rd. But then again, it depends on what was expected of those teams as to how you might categorise that. So, you know, we've we've tried to to look at that as well. Coventry, so they're 17th after 12 games, and the expectation at the beginning of the season for them was 8th. So after 12 games, things weren't going terribly well for Coventry. No, um, there was a little bit of rumblings about whether Mark Robbins would be in the job much longer, weren't there? At that, there were, yeah, no, there definitely were. So things were sort of a bit, you know. Obviously, we know, and particularly from an attacking point of view, they lost two really significant players in exactly in Harmer and Gyokares. So yeah, probably two, you know, two of the better players, if not best players in the championship. Really, well. Aren't they? Exactly. No, there isn't a team that wouldn't have missed them. Absolutely, considerably is there. So, and yeah, they did go into the to the market in the summer, and they did spend money, and they did sort of make moves to bolster it. So it wasn't as if they just sort of sold the crown jewels and said, "Well, now we're bereft." Mm-hmm. They've actually gone in there and they've taken action. But usually, these things take a bit of time, don't they, to gel? So, yeah, um, and they certainly were taking a bit of time to gel. The playing style back after 12 games, you know, we we produce these little radar charts and we've got our twelve, our five playing styles, possession-based, attacking, pressing, counter-attacking and direct yeah. for a team. And, you know, each team has a little sort of um, shape on the radar chart and you get used to looking at these shapes and you want to be really, as you look at the radar chart, you want to be sort of to the right and the right top hand mm-hmm. corner, really. That, yeah. that, those, that sort of describes you as a more of a possession based attacking team. And they they tend to be the teams, don't they Tom, that have done yes. well in this division. Yeah. So you kind of want to be there. 
Um, and I if you look, look at, if I remember rightly, when we looked at Leicester City a little while back, they were almost completely covering the right side of the radar chart, weren't they? They were, yeah, they were. And and we go back, we've gone back over five seasons before we sort of latched on to any conclusions about, you know, how you need to play in this division. We wanted to go back, do some research, which we'd done. And it's more or less, you know, it's, it's very consistent that the teams that do well are the teams that manage to achieve those playing styles. If you look at Coventry, you know, what were they before? They were an attacking team at the beginning of the season. Um, that would have been their primary playing style. And if you look at their their playing style now, it's still an attacking style. Very similar, um, isn't it? It is similar. The, the shape on the chart is very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've they've expanded out a little bit. So the further out from the centre of the chart you go, it means the higher your ranking for that particular um, style. So if you're sort of number, if you're number three for attacking, then you're going to be sort of way out to the right hand side of the chart. And they are really. Um, yes. Yeah, they are. And, you know, so they are very much an attacking team still. So their their style's developed, but it's not really changed in, in that regard, is it? No, um, not really. But if you look at the three sort of headline um, attacking metrics that we, we look at are um, shots on target, expected goals and goals, and teams that do well. Th- these are the best descriptors of teams that are likely to finish high in the division. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're you're going to tend to be, if you're successful, you're going to tend to be successful at those things. And that doesn't mean, obviously, that you can't. There's always going to be a, a, a you know, a counterexample of, of anything like this. Mm-hmm. You know, so someone's always going to be able to go, yeah, but what about so-and-so? You know, they didn't, they didn't uh, lead the charts for that and they did well. And you're going to find those. But generally speaking... These are the best descriptors. So after 12 games, Coventry was 16th for shots on target, mm-hmm. 13th for expected goals and 13th for goals. Yeah. So, you know, compared to the expectation, which was eighth, the bookies expectation really at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. that was disappointing really. For sure, yeah. Um, and then you can sort of dig down below that. You can sort of look at, Things like what we've tried to do then, after we look at the headline um, metrics, is dig down below it. And the reason why we want to try and do this, we want to try and say, well, okay, you know, they might have scored not very many goals. Does there seem to be an obvious contributing factor for for why they've been so sort of goal shy? Or if they haven't created many chances, if their XG, if their expected goals is low, can we sort of gather a bit more information about why that is. And the reason we want to do that is we want to try and get to the point where we say, well, it looks like the actions that they need to take are in respect of these types of players. So, you know, the obvious one being, you know, if you're not scoring goals, maybe you need a striker. Mm -hmm. Um, Our three player player types that we've um, constructed and we, we work with are strikers, chance creators, and attacking support players. And although it's fairly obvious that if you're light on goals, you probably need a striker, although that doesn't necessarily mean that you mm. could that you are. If you're not creating the chances, mm-hmm. even the best strikers might yeah. be sort of struggling. But um 
when you get to you know, why aren't you creating the chances, it becomes a bit more of a sort of consideration, doesn't it? Mm. Is it is it because the players that you would expect are the chance creators, maybe the wingers or the tens, the attacking midfielders are not doing um, such a good job? Or is it because the attacking support players, the players that are supposed to be kind of progressing the ball and getting the ball to those kind of creative players, they're not necessarily performing. Yeah. So it gets becomes a bit more sort of subtle as you go down and dig a bit deeper and deeper. Looking at Coventry, it would have appeared after 12 games that they were a bit sort of short on all three, strikers, chance creators and attacking support players because mm-hmm. their live passes that led to a goal was poor. Their goal-creating actions, which there are a number of different metrics that, that you sort of feed into that, was poor. Yep. The live passes leading to shots were poor. Um, shots on target we've already talked about was poor. And goals and XG were sort of disappointing. So the whole thing was really rather sort of, you know, disappointing. Hmm. Um, if you look at it now... Obviously, something's changed. That's why they're one of the four teams we've picked out. They're now sixth. So, you know, a major climb. Yeah. You know, they've gone up 11 places. Yeah. We've already talked a little bit about the playing style, haven't we? That's sort of largely the same, but probably just a little bit more um, solid, really. And, you know, you can look at these headline metrics and... So shot, shots on target, where they were 16th, they're now 11th. Mm. Um, I did ex- a, sorry, I, that, I did a little um, little bit of calculation just now. I was had me had me calculator out and was yeah. just because I've I looked at it and I thought because shots shots on target seems to have that's the area that they really seem to have improved on is is literally just getting shots on goal, and um, I calculated to be about. Three, just over three and a half shots a game on average for the first twelve games, but then in the in the fifteen games after that, it's close to five, right? Which may not sound like a big jump, but that's going to be quite quite a lot, isn't it? It's if it's consistent, and obviously, mm. if you're looking at the average, it is. You know, you're, look, you're looking at you're a looking consistent at improvement, aren't close you? Close to sort of a forty percent increase, isn't it? Yeah, that's that sort yeah. of change. Yeah. Well, that's taken them from 16th to 11th. Mm. Their XG, their expected goals has gone up from 13th to 8th, uh-huh. as, as has their goals. So they've yeah. they've climbed five places for, you know, the chances that they've created, if you like, and mm. the goals they've scored. Yeah. But it seems like it's all sort of come together. Absolutely. You know, consistently across the piece, doesn't it? Which... Really hate to toot our own horns and all that sort of thing but when we mm. went back and we were looking at the uh, the teams that were overperforming and underperforming mm. we talked about the teams down the the lower part of the league and, and we did actually single out Coventry for a couple of minutes and just say if, if there's any team that we could see making a run up the league yeah it's Coventry because they yeah. seem to have all the raw materials there yeah um, to, uh, to to make a run up the league and and sure enough I think they went from like it would have been about sort of 16th, 17th, because they would have been around Watford and Swansea, I think, at the time. Yeah. Um, and they've just gone bouncing straight up into the into the playoffs, which yeah. is just what the championship's all about, isn't it? <laughs> it absolutely is. I mean, you, now we're saying that if there, if anything, maybe they could do with a, a chance creator. Mm-hmm. 
um, to help them. But generally yeah. speaking, rather than saying across the board they're light, we we think they've they've done a lot to. Is it because they brought players in to replace the two, you know, star players? Yeah. Who just simply needed time to gel. Sure. Um, the team just needed time to absorb and and kind of grow together, and that's starting to come to fruition now. So, who have been the team? Who have been the players that that came in in the summer? Then, uh, okay. So, well, this is the the other thing we did is we wanted to have a look at, as I said earlier, the squad mm-hmm. as opposed to just the team. Yeah. And if you look at the squad after twelve games, we kind of tried to pick out some players that we thought were at the time their outstanding players, players that were sort of overperforming and players that were underperforming. And the first one that you look at, I guess, and there weren't many in, in Coventry's case that you mm. could really say were overperforming, but um, Matt Godden was doing well. He had a uh-huh. chance to create a score of 121%. So, you know, he was kind of standing up and being counted. He he played more or less every minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he had a decent, he's sort of 20, he's, Game changer score was twenty percent above the average from what you would have expected. Um, so yeah, he was a he was a bit of a success in a rather sort of iffy start. Yeah, the underperformance really was really were two players they brought in Hadji Wright and Ellis Sims, right. who were eighty six and eighty one percent respectively. So they were twenty okay. percent or fifteen twenty percent below average hmm. at that time. That was sort of just reflective of the whole performance, really, Tom. You know, they had one player that... They had one or two players that, you know, had done all right, but they just hadn't played enough games for us to say they really, you know... I guess guess when when you sort of look at the players they've lost in uh, Gyokoresh and and Harmer, you would have thought that their previous season statistics would have been near... If not over the two hundred percent mark, as far as yeah. the game changer score be, I mean they they were that outstanding, weren't they? They I'm sure they would I'm have. Sure, been. they didn't carry Coventry last year, but they certainly blooming helped them <laughs> get where they get where they were. Definitely um, did, yeah. And which is you know it's always the double edged sword, isn't it? You want your mm-hmm. players to be to do well, yeah. but then if you've got one or two that are outstanding, and a you've got a chance of losing them, and b if they do, if you do lose them. And they're big holes to fill, but yeah, so going to replace them. really, they ha- that's all they had. I mean, the players that um, are, if you look at now, they've got Callum O'Hare who has sort of come in. I know he's, you know, he, he he hasn't played as many games as as some, but then he was he's only come in. He'd been injured, hadn't he? Yes, for a long time. Right. His game changer scores two two hundred and twenty five percent. So in the That'll relatively yeah, I mean he's a small sample really. It's eight point three nineties he's played. Mm-hmm. So out of twenty seven, it's you know not a huge number. It's not his fault because he's only had a chance to sort of register the numbers since mm-hmm. he's come back in. But you know yeah, he's come back in and he's certainly made a difference. Had you right has um, was an underperformer before after twelve games and now. You'd say he's an overperformer, or at least you know, yeah, you would. It's one hundred and eighty percent of his for his um, game changer score. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, so isn't it? That's that's a big turnaround. Huge, yeah. Huge. And I think also um, we've got Sakamoto as well at one hundred and fifty-eight percent. So okay. again, you know, he's done well. Um, I think before, you know, another player that sort of came in but hadn't really played much, so we couldn't say much about him before. 
yeah. but yeah, he was um he's done well. So, so two um, of two of the three players who came in over the summer have really started to catch fire and yeah, sort of coincide with this really good run commentary, haven't they? Yeah, they are. I mean, the one player who came in, who you know was is still a bit of an underperformer, really, is Ellis Sims. Mm. I mean, he's he's down at what seventy two percent. Okay. For his game changer. So again, you know, he's played a reasonable number of games, nearly 15, mm. 90s. I so expected yes, him to, to do a bit more, to be honest, because he yeah. looked good last season at Sunderland, didn't he? He did. Yeah, I think everybody expected a little bit more. Maybe yeah. now that they've sort of kicked into gear a bit as a team, mm-hmm. you know, maybe then that will sort of change and some of the players that sort of previously were struggling all kick on as well yeah. I mean we've still got nearly half a season to go haven't we so well, that'd be interesting to keep an eye on that's scary thing isn't it you know how much yeah. things can still change well that's Coventry I mean that's a success that's... story as a, cl- as a as a team you know they've gone up a lot um, 11 places and you can see the players as you say the ones that have come in a couple of them have really kicked have kicked on mm-hmm. and uh, seem to be the reason probably or at least a big part of it so the next team we're going to look at is Birmingham, who I'm afraid to say, after 12 games, were 11th and are now sitting in 20th. Mm. And we all know that, you know, a lot's gone on for Birmingham. Yeah. Not least, you know, a change of manager and then change of manager again. Yeah. So, We called you it, know, didn't we, David? Well. <laughs> I think it wasn't I was, just us, though, was it? No. I think there's quite a few people. No. I mean, yeah, I know. Nobody, you don't want to be, you don't want to sort of be smug about these things because you don't no. know, do you? You never know what's going to happen. But I think the yeah, biggest, it was the biggest somewhat thing, of a surprise. The big, the biggest difficulty for Rooney coming in was the sheer fact that, from our point of view, anyway, Birmingham were already overperforming their expectation. Yeah. So even if they just came back to expectation, which is kind of where they are now, isn't it? Yeah. It was going to be seemed as a as a failed a failed experiment. So yeah. I think he was if they'd been in 20th at the time when he came in, perhaps there's not quite so much expectation to to kick back on up to the playoffs. But um Definitely. yeah, it's a it's a shame, no, really. You're right. Well, they were eleventh this time after the twelve games mm-hmm. um against an expectation of fifteenth. So, you know, we could look at it and sort of say, well, that. Well, we will make some comments about it. They're now 20th. So, as you say, it's mm. in context, they'll they'll look at that and think perhaps that wasn't a bad start. Yeah. But, um, yeah, playing style, the direct style hasn't... I mean, the, the overall playing style hasn't changed. If anything, it's just become a little bit more entrenched, really. They seem to have become more direct and probably a bit more pressing mm-hmm. um, than they were before. But the shape is, you know, somewhat similar, isn't it, as it to the way it was yeah. before. These things can take a while, I think, you know, to for for uh, an obviously sort of emerging change to to come about to a playing style of a team. We do need quite a few games, I think. Mm. But even so, you can see it's it's sort of similar, really overall. Yeah, they they um, sort of moved. I think it sort of expanded everywhere except for possession, didn't it? They. They seem to have stayed about the same possession-wise. Yeah. Like you said, they're a bit more direct, a little bit more counter-attacking, a yeah. little bit more pressing, and a little bit more attacking. They are, um, yeah. Which I, is perhaps what they what they wanted. They're, it was quite difficult to interpret the 
the communication when Rooney came in, wasn't it, of, of what yes. they actually wanted him to do. But they talked it... about bravery and, mm. and, and you know, getting on the front foot and, yeah, I mean. Yeah, which which is difficult because if you're going to do that, you're taking a team that was one of the least attacking and least possession-based teams in the league and you all of a sudden want to change them into this brave attacking yeah. uh, team. It's not going to happen overnight, is well, it? Well, without even having... A, it's not like they brought him in at the beginning, like in no. May, at the end of May, and said, right, you've got a few months to exactly. impress your sort of style on, on the squad. Yeah, exactly. So you, You've got the same players. Yeah, the more you look into it, the more you realise that Rooney was up against it when he from, tough, the, from the very, very start. Tough, div- tough division, you know, mm. we know that. Yeah. And it's, it's, I suppose it's a, easy to say, well, people coming in from outside, they don't understand it. But, you know, if you look at it carefully, it, it really is. It's not something you can just kind of flick a switch, is it? No, no, um, for sure. After 12 games, they were, as I say, 11th in the division. They were 18th. So I, I suppose, look, maybe this is something to do with it. They were, although they were eleventh in the division, they were eighteenth for shots on target, fifteenth mm-hmm. for expected goals, seventeenth for goals. Yeah. So they were kind of outperforming their underlying numbers to be eleventh. And yeah. maybe you know, let's perhaps give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe the the powers that be looked at it and thought, well, you know, although we're we're sort of, I know this wasn't the time when Rooney took over, so you can't actually. Mm line it up and say, well, they were looking at this, but yeah, because um, he would have been in a, for a few games. But, you know, they they were at the beginning of the season or after 12 games, they were higher than you might have expected from an attacking point of view, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. Um, we felt they didn't need an awful lot. They needed attacking support players. Partly the reason we thought that was because of the expectation not being very high. It was only 15th in the first place. Yeah. So you know, if they'd have been expect, if they'd have been a harsh, they'd have been a harsher um, me- measurement, you know, a higher bar to achieve, mm-hmm. then we might, it would have been more critical because they were. Cons- we we said live passes leading to a goal concerning, shots on target disappointing, goals disappointing, dead ball passes leading to a goal satisfactory. They were all right there, um, but there were lots of areas that didn't, you know, exactly impress. But I'm afraid to say, you know, now the 20th. So things have been on the slide. So there's some work to do now. But even though the 20th, shots on target 13th, XG 15th, goals 17th. So they're not really much different to what they were before, but they've slid down the table more. Not much different to what they were before in terms of their attacking output. Mm -hmm. It's better marginally than it yeah. was um but it's um yeah they have, is but this, it hasn't is been this one of those out. is this one of those um sort of examples where the result isn't always the best indicator of actually what's going on um it it would be interesting to see how how other teams have played against them who they played within that time I and mean, you you play most of the league don't you by um within that 15 game span between match day 12 to match day 27 but mm. you know whether they whether they had played 
teams who are now in the in the bottom half in the first 12 games and then it's sort of reverted back to the mean from there I, I don't know I haven't well that's a good point Birmingham and you're right probably be able to tell us you're right there are you know not all games are created equal no even though you won't find a head coach that will really admit to mm. that you know you if you broke the season down into four and said you know the first sort of whatever 11 games Mm-hmm. And the next eleven might be very different in yeah. terms of the the di- the difficulty of those games, mightn't they? And mm-hmm. and I I haven't looked at that, but and there could be there could be some sort of underlying um, influence from the sheer sort of difference in strength of the opposition. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that could be the case. We're saying now, <laughs> this is kind of slightly strange. We're saying. We don't think they necessarily need anything mm-hmm. in terms of the pr- bringing players in, but again, that's because we're comparing the underlying achievement output with the expectations. So we're saying, well, given that you expected to finish fifteenth, and given where you are for the for the underlying numbers, you're sort of in line with what you might expect. Mm. The only thing that's not working too well for you is the position in the league, sure. and of course, that's the most important thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but you, you've got to look at these underlying numbers. We, I think we're going to keep coming back to this and saying, you know, they do in the end, you can't outrun them. No. You know, you, they're going to no. get you if you, don't, the, um, if you don't resolve the issues. Absolutely. Because the, the league tables we looked at last episode, weren't they, of, of the previous five, five years. Yeah. And there, there weren't teams in the top half who had... Uh, or many teams in the top seven or eight, I would say, who had bottom half attacking outputs, were there? No. And there were certainly very few teams that I could think of, or any in the bottom six, who had top half attacking metrics. No, so you're right. it just shows that's that's what you need, isn't it? And, and maybe with maybe with Birmingham, they're they're due a little bit of turn of fortune or or whatever, <clears throat> and their results are going to start turning a little bit, and they're going to start drifting up one or two places. Yeah, um, but yeah, we'll we'll find out, I suppose. Well, we will. You know, man, new manager and everything. It's yeah. Uh, it, it who can... have been the players who have been most interesting to you in it, for Birmingham this season, David? Yeah. So I would say, when we looked at them after twelve games, the sort of over, well, not over, but the outstanding performer, or two of them, was probably Miyoshi on one hundred and seventy nine percent game changer score. And Stansfield on 139 percent. Yeah, they were the ones that were doing, you know, most of the most of the sort of positive stuff from an attacking point of view. Given the number of games they, because there were some others that were doing okay. You know, Dembele was doing okay, but he hadn't played as much mm-hmm. as the others. Um, so I would say Miyoshi and and Stansfield really were the outstanding players. Hogan was a disappointment. You know, um, played a good number of games played sort of 8.490s, but was on 57% mm. on it for his game changer score. So that that's sort of where they were from a sort of squad point of view. And where they are now is Stansfield is on 135%. So he's maintained his sort of output yeah. and Bakuna's come in at 118%. Okay. So they seem to be, you know, quite um, influential from an attacking point of view. Mm. And, uh, you know, I don't know. There aren't any sort of real major disappointments, really, that where massive things were expected. I don't think that they haven't transpired. 
So they they I brought mean, in six players, didn't they? Of, yeah, which Miyoshi and and Stansfield were were two of them. The likes of yeah. like I said, Dembele, Anderson, Burke, and Roberts. I guess you would have liked um, a few more to to step forward, but yeah, I mean Roberts has, way, hasn't played really. Um, mm -hmm. Burke hasn't hasn't done much really, has he? I mean at all, no. unfortunately. Anderson has done all has done well, but he hasn't played that many games compared to. And we've played 27 games. He's only he hasn't played seven yet. Right. So, um, you know, it's a bit difficult to judge on that sort of sample size. And Dembele, yeah, he's done better. He's done a hundred, he's got on 112. Is it 112 mm -hmm. game changer score? So he's done quite well. Yeah. They were the players that they brought in. It seems they've they've got players with quality there, haven't they? Yeah. It's just whether that can it can generate the results they're looking for, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it is, yeah. And I guess, you know, the fans will be saying, oh, well, now, you know, that the the, the Rooney experiment is, is, is over. Perhaps now let's, let's sort of look forward to a... Frank Lampard next day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just bring all the ex-players in. Yeah. yeah, why not? <laughs> so, I don't know. But things can only get better, maybe. Yeah, I I think so. I, I think looking at the looking at the underlying numbers, you've got sort of two halves of a season where you've overperformed your attacking metrics first half or first half of this twenty seven games, um, and then it's just results have maybe drifted you back again. But yeah. I think the encouraging thing should be that attacking wise things do look like they're they're improving, and and the style of play certainly looks like it's moving in the right direction as well and developing into a more attacking um uh, style of play too which is which is good yeah and I, I think look you know tony mowbray's been around the block in this division mm. a number of times yeah i've got a lot of time for him as a manager yeah i think he's i was I know, really surprised Sunderland you know, got got rid to be honest yeah and he and he's i think he likes to attack you know i think he likes to he likes to do the things that they were sort of giving lip service to wanting to do when they brought Rooney in. Yeah. Um, he's a shrewd operator. I think if I was a Birmingham fan, I'd be feeling, you know, disappointed about where we are, uh -huh. but kind of quite sort of quietly optimistic about mm. the, the trajectory for the, the final, whatever it is, 40 something percent of the season. Yeah. I would expect right. to see them comfortably above twentieth. You know, not not anywhere in the top half. I don't think, but I don't yeah. think that that I would I wouldn't expect them with with Mowbray in charge there. I wouldn't expect them to be anywhere near a relegation. No, I don't think so. Come the half last half dozen games of the season. No, you never know. You know, he just might get start getting a tune out of him, might yeah. he? Well, so, it yeah, pretty quick with Coventry, didn't it? So yeah, yeah, exactly. The third of our four uh -huh. is our are our old friends Preston North End. <laughs> Excellent, yeah. Um, who you know after twelve games they were flying, weren't they? Yeah, well, they were, they were the top league. after seven, weren't they? They were, yeah. Because we we compared Preston and Middlesbrough, who were bottom yeah. at the time, and yeah. we did say that we expected them to maybe switch places at some point because of the attacking metrics after those seven games. Yeah, which we were proved correct. Well, yeah, it's always nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they were. I mean, after 12 games, they were still fourth, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, look at where they were. Shots yeah. on target, twenty second. Mm-hmm. It's it's, it's almost crazy, beggar's yeah. belief, doesn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. You know, when you look at it, XG twenty first, goals fifteenth, but you're in mm-hmm. fourth place. Yeah. You just know that this there's a lot going on behind sure. those numbers, don't you? Um, so much so, I can barely, you know, the, the expectation was 14th, so they're flying 10 places above expectation. And yet we're still saying after 12 games, they need a striker, a chance creator, and attacking support Yeah, players. they still need everything. Yeah. They need everything, even mm-hmm. though they're 10. And it, it sort of looks like, hang on, there must be a bug in this. Uh-huh. What's going on? But, you know... Then you could look at the playing style, and it's a little slither of um, well, it's strange, it's direct it? and pressing, nothing else. Mm-hmm. When we looked at it after twelve games, and really, it's barely changed, has it? It's almost exactly the same, isn't it? Which which yeah. would sort of fit in with those uh, those numbers after uh, twenty seven yeah. games, wouldn't it? Where they were twenty second for shots on target, twenty first xg, and fifteenth for goals. Yeah, they're not much different now, are they? <laughs> no, they're not. Twenty first, still twenty uh, first, twenty second, and sixteenth. So they're really just one place apart yeah. for all three of those, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they but, still you need know, everything. Well, they still need everything. But look, the the expectation was fourteenth, and they're twelfth. Sure. So yeah. yeah, we don't like the trajectory. You know, the trend is not encouraging, is it? No. If you took a snapshot and said at the beginning of the season, and said, after 27 games, you're going to be 12th. I don't know that you'd have had a lot of sort of, you know, dissent from the fans or even maybe from the club. No. You know, I know all clubs think they're going to, they're going to do a lot better than the sort of, the the wider crowd would think. Mm. But, you know, but it's those numbers. It's like, They've had, the bit, they've had 424 shot-creating actions, which puts them second to bottom in the league. Mm. They've generated 254 shots from those, which makes them second from the bottom. Um, and 55 goal-creating actions makes them 16th. You know, they're just mm. not... It's just no. there's no production there from an it's, attack. It's a really narrow funnel to work from, isn't it? You know, you're, yeah. you're not even getting into the positions to, to get shots away no. are you so um you're always going to struggle i mean we we looked at coventry back there didn't we and yeah. they were they were struggling to do that but not yeah. to this extent and of course now they've kicked on you yeah. can see now they're getting you know 40 you know 40 percent odd more more shots on target coventry are yeah that's then feeding into into more goals which it sounds like it's common sense but preston haven't changed anything have they no. They're still getting the same numbers. No, exactly. So I suppose, well, if we flick on to the um looking at the squad. So who was doing it for them when they were up in the top four? After 12 games, Procchio Jensen, 160% game changer score at that point. Mm-hmm. Um I couldn't, fire. I couldn't pronounce him. Then I can't pronounce him that. No, I'm a bit better now. Uh, yeah, he was doing well, wasn't he? He's yeah, he doing was. really well. Um, and Dwayne Holmes on 113, 120%. That's right. So yeah. they were both doing well, both played a sort of reasonable number of games. 
Yeah. Um, both players they brought in. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you look at the other players they brought in, as my itch, I think is the way we say that. Yeah, that's it. Very good. Um, I'm working on that, haven't you? Well, you know, I think it's by osmosis. You know, you just hear it and, and eventually you start pronouncing it the right way. But he was 67%, but he hadn't played that much when we looked at him after four games. After 12 games, he'd only played less than five. Mm-hmm. So we sort of gave him a pass, I think, said, well, he hasn't played that much. But now he's played 13 nearly. He's still on 79%. So he's not kind of pulling up trees from in the sense of the way we're measuring him. Some people might think that's a bit harsh, but I don't know. The long, the more, the more games you get under the, your belt, the probably the more robust it is. But absolutely, um, yeah. You know, so they brought. So as my itch, mm, jury's out really. Leighton Stewart hasn't played much. Will Keane's done well, really. Second part of the season, yeah. I think. So one hundred and eighty-one percent. Um, so again, he's not played, he's only played 12, he's only played sort of half the games. It's the only, that's the only qualifier that I'd put on that, but he's done well in the games he's played. Frocchio Jensen, probably you'd say about average now, 102%, Hmm. and Holmes 112, and Liam Miller, well, he's not an attacker, so we didn't talk about his attacking output. So, yeah, I, it's a bit of a mixed bag, Tom, and it from the players they brought in, really. It is, and I mean, I don't see. <clears throat> excuse me, I don't see Preston going up the league with those numbers. So, how far down the league do you think they could end up? Yeah, well, that's the sixty-four thousand mm. dollar question. Yeah, I bet I'm not. You're not the only person to be asking that. <laughs> yeah, either. absolutely. I don't know. I I thought you know they're not a weak team. No, I think they've got they've got results in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I don't think they're in trouble. But they were. I suppose it's you know they flattered to deceive, didn't they? Yeah. If they would have just kind of been in around the middle of the table for the season, we'd be saying yeah, solid championship team you know mm-hmm. they've consolidated their position in this league they're going to win some games they're going to they're going to be okay mm-hmm. it's just this sort of fluctuation because they started off so high yeah and they got everybody sort of excited and except us because we were looking at the underlying numbers <laughs> exactly, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i suppose yeah that's you know what this happens to managers a lot i think mm-hmm. it's the timing of the events that yeah. make a big difference and it's sometimes a, a skill, I think, to know when is the time to move on. Because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you, you can create this expectation as a maybe a, a combination of, you know, some shrewd management, but also maybe a little bit of good fortune in the sense, like you say, you can maybe be, you could have managed the team for a dozen games, but they're relatively easy or not that any games are easy. They're relatively weaker opposition than you could have had. Yeah. And you you would know that, you know, and so you would know that some of the sort of hype maybe is a bit misplaced, but it can work the other way, can't it? You can be, yeah. you can be doing quite well in some respects, but you've played really difficult games. And so I don't know, it is a case trying to read the story mm. um, behind the headlines I think they're fine. I think they're okay. You know, they'll yeah. 
I, they're I think solid enough. enough. I mean, yeah. they, they were very similar last year, weren't they? Where they, they didn't score many, but they certainly didn't concede very many. And they finished just below halfway, I think. Um, and yeah. Probably finished there again this year. Well, I mean, I'm looking at the, the sort of, we do this game changer score, as I said, for the, for the clubs as well. They're a team who, if you go back over the last five years, well, mm -hmm. this year and the previous five, apart from one year, which is the first of the five we we looked at, 2018-19, mm -hmm. their game-changer score has always been under 100%. Right. So they've always been below average mm -hmm. in their overall attacking output. Right. 81% this year as a team, 86% last year, 93 the year before, 87 the year before, 90 the year before that, and 102 is the only time when they've Very actually... creeping over, yeah. Yeah, so it's they're not a team that you know traditionally you'd expect to sort of be you know flying out of the traps and no creating chances and so on but they do what they do you know yeah they're solid strange, i think isn't it? you know when does that become <clears throat> you know when does that become the the identity of of the club i suppose i don't know how many manager changes they've had within that time mm, no and, and is that going to be purely it. is a manager going to make that decision purely off the, the back of the personnel that they've they've got or have they just managed to get you know the director have got the managers in to say right we want you to be able to continue playing this style of football because I I don't think any any owner of a club would necessarily say we we want our club to be a serial mid-table not very inspiring team to watch no but you know Cardiff Bristol City, Millwall, Stoke, mm. surprisingly. Not really much different in the sense no. that, you know, they've not had... So as opposed to someone like Swansea, who've had a couple of sort of good years in there, mm -hmm. and they've always been up and around 100%. They've always been yeah. around about average with a couple of good years. But it's just that Preston are sort of occupying a higher position than some of those others. Mm. You would think... Yeah, that's a bit surprising, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, if Preston it, were a colour, it uh, seems uh, to me like they might be a magnolia. Sort they of. might. I thought you were going to say they're playing in the right colour, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't know how a magnolia strip would go down. Tom. <laughs> you could put it forward, see if what they reckon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's Preston anyway for. Uh, for us so you know okay and who's our and, fourth and okay uh, so our final team. our final team's blackburn mm -hmm. and blackburn ah oh, they're a they're, they're just an enigma they just <laughs> i just can't get a handle on them ever really they're sort of pressed in in reverse aren't they a little yeah, bit i guess so yeah the numbers they're, they're a, you know well so much you could probably say when we looked at them after 12 games, they they were 10th mm -hmm. and looking sort of fairly strong, high possession-based team. Yeah. Eighth for shots on target, third for XG. Wow. Sixth for goals scored against an overall expectation of 12. So, you know, they were their league position was slightly better than expected. Their underlying numbers were powerful. Yeah. Really now strong. I can remember, and I don't know if this was that. 
I think it's last. I think it was last season, or if it wasn't, it was the season before. It might have even been both when it was completely the opposite. They were flying, and yeah. nobody could understand how they were doing it because hmm. they weren't registering numbers. You know, they were, but they were up there. They were doing a bit of a Preston. Mm -hmm. um, but this year, it's been completely the opposite. They were at the big, first first twelve games of the year. Their style was a possession based style. You know, yeah. they were getting the ball down, playing and and um, controlling possession of the games. Um, and when, when we talk about the the sort of more ideal playing style being over to that right hand side of the radar, this is this is pretty much yeah a spot on example, isn't it? Where you've got like you say high yeah. possession to to the north, and then well over halfway towards the attacking side of it with a bit of pressing as well. So barely anything in the in the left hand side of the the radar at all. If you say if you just looked at that radar for the playing style, mm. you'd say, yeah, they'll be in sort of top four, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But they were tenth when we looked when we when we you know <laughs> were looking at it. So they were all their numbers were good. We said they didn't need to do anything. They were good mm -hmm. for everything except dead ball passes leading to a goal. But but that's another sort of indicator that they're trying to play the play football. They're not yeah. relying on, you know, corners, free kicks, dead ball situations. So mm -hmm. it was looking impressive, I think, after that, yeah. that number of games. They're now in 18th. So they've gone down eight places. They're six places now below expectation. So very different now. Mm -hmm. They're now a pressing team. Yeah. You look at that playing style. That's been the one thing there that's changed a lot, isn't it? You could almost say the bottom's fallen out of their playing yeah. style, couldn't you? <laughs> They've, it's yeah, it's like a wet paper bag, and it's all fallen south. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's I don't know. They're, they're not enjoying as much possession. They're less mm -hmm. attacking. They've never been a direct team. They've never been particularly a counter-attacking team, but no. they're a pressing team now. Strange, it's different. It? You, you think yeah. is that as a result? Has that change resulted in the changing um, results? Mm. Or did they never really want to be a possession team first? Yeah, I don't know. They were still getting their stuff together because they had quite a lot of changes, didn't they, I think, in the off-season. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's whether they just had to play a certain way out of necessity. Maybe they didn't have the fitness for the for the pressing style they wanted, and, and now they've worked on that, and they're, they're kind of where they are. Yeah, playing style wise, but um, well now they aren't showing, are they? No, well now you know they're twelfth in the league, but they're tenth for shots and target, seventh for xG. You know, still decent, but mm -hmm. it slid down from third. Yeah, and eleventh for goals, which so none of it's looking bad as such. It's just in relative terms to the way they were fifteen games ago. Mm -hmm. It seems to have they've lost its it's lost its luster, hasn't it? It's lost sure. its sort of wow factor really yeah you we're still saying compared to what you'd have expected of them we don't think they need to rush out and you know really do much in 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 squad terms but yeah. yeah it's just it's just gone a little bit off the boil really if you look at the players you know where were we look i know i know what you're gonna say <laughs> <laughs> well he hasn't he hasn't kept up his same production has he <laughs> mm. no. He's gone well gone down. Yes. Let, okay, Sa Sammy Smodix. <laughs> Sammy Smodix after 12 games had a 
game changer scored 267 percent mm-hmm. and we i said because because our little algorithm comes oh, out I, with I did agree with you. some phrases right and it this was a these weren't my words these were the computer's words sammy smodix has been white hot for a midfielder in producing attacking output from almost every minute played that was it, the mm-hmm. comment it made gotcha. and, it, and never a truer word Spoken, absolutely no he's been you know and, and it says for a midfielder and I, I know he's been playing in a more advanced role but mm-hmm. generally i think he'd been considered to be a sort of chance creator before um and you know here he is 200 what is it 48 percent yeah he's gone plummeting oh he? he's, he's plummeted <laughs> he's now only two and a half times as effective as the average try <laughs> chance creator in the division yeah. what's going on he's been brilliant <laughs> yeah i mean it, i think he's he? he's got a bit i know he's had a knock i don't know whether he's fit again or how because he didn't play in i think it was the last he didn't play against west brom did he no it showed isn't it yeah they're very here's the thing we said this look they're very reliant on him they'll be glad that he's doing well but you know it's another one of them but then that's happened to them with Brereton diaz diaz yeah. It's happened to him with um, Adam Armstrong. Yes. It, it ha- seems to happen. They have an outstanding standout goal-scoring machine. Yeah. Um, but they just seem to keep creating one. But, <laughs> yeah, so that he there he there he was, bossing it after 12. Dolan was doing all right, 247%. Yeah. Moran was probably the player they'd brought in that would sort of hadn't really caught fire at that point, 57%. Yeah. And they'd brought in... Talalovic. Yeah, Talalovic. And he hadn't played, really, so we couldn't say anything about him before. And now, where are we? So the players they've brought in, again, Lenis hasn't played much. Talalovic has barely played. Moran's played more. uh, And he's kind of put in reasonable... Figures together, isn't yeah, he? Now he's he 130, now 113, mm. I think. But when with I've his seen him game play, I, I thought he looks a pretty decent player, to be honest. Yeah, he's he's definitely made a, a bit of an impact now. Mm. Sigurdsson, um, he's 151, percent so he's he's definitely come into the frame as well. Um, yeah, he's done well. You know, so he, he's been a, a performer for him, along with Smodix for the second. 15 games but yeah i mean i don't know what's going on and I, and then we're not the only ones because i think the the fans pulling their hair hair out as well so mm. it's been a bit i mean it was very weak last time i saw them play it kind of almost looked like i don't like to say it it looked like they'd kind of thrown the towel in a bit mm. yeah um, no it was it was a i was quite looking forward to a, a good close game in that one but almost yeah. from minute one they're only looked like there was one team gonna win that yeah yeah and it's it's the way they it's the way your team reacts i suppose you know you can lose a game things can go against you and you can just find yourself on the back foot and before you know it you're three nil down that's what happened and it can happen Mm -hmm. but it's how you respond isn't it and i I was i think it was very you know wishy-washy really Hmm. so um don't know they've got some things to deal with i think at blackburn and the, but they've been so hard to read as a, as a club. Yeah, I mean, as a team in the early part of the season, well before the season started, I think there were a lot of people 
you know, concerned uh, about the club financially and, and what have you. So that really affected uh, their ability to bring maybe players in that they wanted to bring in. Yeah. Um, yet they were looking super, super strong from an attacking point of view, weren't they? Like, like we said, yeah. after 12 games, but they now, were. even though they, they still give in top half numbers, they're now very much in the, in the bottom half. Yeah. So, and again, as you said, really, is it something to do with the strength of the opposition in this run? Yeah. Maybe got something to do with it. Uh-huh. You might look at that. Um, is it to do with players that they sort of, you know, they were depending on? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Smodix is sliding in form. If Smodix isn't, but yeah, well, <laughs> if he's, but if he's, I don't know if he's, he may even be back fit again. Mm. But if, but if he not. isn't, I would seriously, you know, I don't, again, I don't think they're, you're not worried about them as from a point of view of going down, I don't think. But I think no. you, you just, you know, after that sort of start, so promising. I thought after the first, when we looked at those numbers and we, I thought, well, the, the net, the trajectory is going to be up because they're going to, yeah. they're going to grow into their numbers, if you like. Yeah. But it's yeah, all going to be Yeah, you, you were looking at top six rather than bottom six, weren't we? Yeah, you were. Yeah. Ah, interesting but no, that's, anyway that's well good. that's that's a little sort of look back i guess and try so to pick on you, the teams where uh, do you think coventry could could go from from here playoffs yeah i i don't i wouldn't be surprised to see him no moving think, up rather than dropping away i think they will make playoffs really mm. I, I think they will i mean as much as who knows which, this division but yeah um, which which is interesting because you've got Leicester and Ipswich and it would be super surprising if both teams weren't still in those positions, wouldn't it? Mm. I, I think Leicester, I would almost put 100% on that, that they're going to be there because of their strength of of, of squad and, and what have you. Um, Ipswich, yeah. when you look at how many points generally gets you promoted, they're not far off, are they? No, uh, I mean, I, I've been, you know, they have surprised me a bit I, mm. in the sense that yeah. I just thought, they would find they would have a tough time of it, and I know mm. things haven't been as great in the last few as they've been before. No. But yeah, they've they've still dug in there. So yeah, yeah they, I think that it'd be hard pushed to see that them not. I'm not still sure they'll make automatic. No, because I just think you know the likes of Leeds and Southampton, they're, they're so strong. Yeah, as an overall outfit, you know that if they get things right, yeah. I, I just think they might have too much for them. But even so, you know, but I still think those four mm-hmm. are going to be the four that are going to be four that you sort of feel fairly yeah. confident in. And that's the difficult thing, isn't it? If we're, if we're now saying that we're expecting Coventry to be in there, mm. that's five of the six yeah. places yeah. already. And you've got is, West yeah. Brom sitting in fifth above Coventry. So, yeah. Hard to see, hard to make a case against West Brom mm. on the pitch. Yeah, you know they're they're. I think they've got their sort of act together. You know mm-hmm. the manager knows seems to know what he wants. The the players seem to understand it. You yeah. know, and it seems quite a harmonious. Getting a few players back as well. Yeah, they? yeah, they are. They you know they brought Diamond in, haven't they? Which. Yeah, used to say what will happen. You know, I like him. I think he could do well for him. No, but he's, he's done well um, in the league, isn't he? Yeah. So I mean, 
but the, the the difficulty they've got is the is the is the off the field you know challenge. That's the only question mark, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It, it, if the others strengthen, mm-hmm. um, you know, where does that leave them in relation to the others? That's the point. Because sure. I think as it stands, and you know, touch wood, barring injuries and things, they've got good quality, and they've got the other things. I mean, I think they've got the grit that you sometimes that you need really to sort of grind out it's a long season and it's tough yeah and i think they've got that but you know i think you're right i think i think when you've when you've got games come in thick and fast like that mm. you won't play well all the time no it's, it's impossible for for players to turn in you know seven eight nine ten out of ten performances all the time yeah. and, and for teams to, to do that but if you have a system and you have a way of playing, you can always just default to that, can't you? You can yeah. say, look, let's let's just stay in our shape. Let's do this. And sometimes something just happens. And just be hard to beat. Yeah, exactly. And they're, they're not conceding goals. But then you've got, yeah. you know, as you say, you've got Sunderland, you've got mm-hmm. Middlesbrough, you've got Watford. Yeah, Hull have strengthened Hull, teams in the in Yeah, the so you've got teams that... Well, you've, you've got Cardiff you, on 37 <sighs> points. And you've got Preston on 38. I'm going to put my neck on the block and say they're not going to be in the top six. Mm, <laughs> not a huge, not a huge thing. But then you, you look at the teams above that. And like you say, you've got Norwich in 11. Yeah, Norwich, points. Yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. Middlesbrough on 39. You've got Hull on 39. You've got Watford on 39. Sunderland on 40. Coventry on 40. It's like you know, one, yeah, one game... And it's it's all there's nothing isn't between it? them, is there? No, exactly. No. And they're all you could make a case with a straight face mm-hmm. for all of them, yeah, or, or for any of them, not for yeah. all of them. There's not enough yeah. places but for, <laughs> yeah. any, for any of them making that making the playoffs, couldn't you? Yeah, um, oh, it's for, just for it's, who is who navigates their way through the remainder of the season most effectively. It's um, um, it really is taking each game as it comes isn't it and then after another after another five or six game block all of a sudden things will probably look vastly different yeah to, to what they are now you know like you said maybe Ipswich are back in third or fourth um yeah who who knows maybe they've gone on a bit of a, a run again but um yeah it's it's almost I'm gonna say almost impossible to imagine them not in the playoffs. That's for yeah, sure. I think I, I'd have them in the play. I think those four, you know, the mm-hmm. three from the Prem and no, and Ipswich, yeah, you would feel quite confident about mm-hmm. it. But I, I say, in the end, I would I would have to sort of um, caveat all of this with God. I wouldn't want to predict this division. <laughs> no, exactly. I've tried so many times, <laughs> and you, you just can't. You can't. It's no. so, it's so. So we're we're saying really yeah. to to go up either automatic or from um, playoffs, we've still got eleven teams uh, that could uh, that could do it. Is that um, eleven? Yeah, yeah, got eleven teams all the way from Norwich up and yeah, yeah. yeah it's Norwich, great, Middlesbrough, they they've Watford, they they mm-hmm. I don't know. They're just kind of one week you think. Oh, yeah. they're strong. Then next week they just. It just depends on whether they can put know. a run together, and it. It's... Yeah, of course. But then you and and, while, and also what they might do in the next couple of weeks in the window. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, so that, teams that could... you'd expect to have a little bit of clout. Yeah. Uh, to to do things. I mean, you know, Middlesbrough getting a Zazzy and I think we'll we'll yeah, help. Yes, gonna help. Yeah. Um yeah, who who knows? No. Who knows? Well, that's why we love it, Tom. Yeah, that's it. That's why we've chosen that's to why we watch it. To cover the championship because it's it's yeah. just all over the place, isn't it? Box Bonkers. Box of frogs <laughs> yeah, right. is what it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> nice one, mate. Well, that was good. That was interesting. That was that was good to have a look at those teams and uh, and see what's going on behind the the obvious metrics there of the results. So, thank you for that, and thank you no, for listening, cool. everybody. And we shall catch you next week when we go and attack the championship a little bit further. See you soon. Bye bye.